We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Coachable Podcast. Around here, we believe that life is the ultimate training ground for finding out what you are truly made of. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, high performance coach and breathwork facilitator. And each week, I share intimate conversations and inspirational stories from some of the world's most successful people. It's time to stop standing on the sidelines of your life and get your head and your heart back in the game. So take a seat, grab a pen, because you're going to want to take notes as I pull back the curtain on the tools, resources, and inspiration that you need to unlock your inner champion. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to the Coachable Podcast. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, and I'm so glad that you're here today for this episode where we're going to be jumping into understanding the importance of having a personal brand in 2022 and how you can start to grow your authority, your income, and your influence online. This is a very hot topic in the world that we live in today and it's something that is very important to me as an online entrepreneur and business owner as well. And so I wanted to bring on one of in my opinion the best experts, the go-to experts in the space for understanding and developing personal brands. Now, this is a dear friend and mentor. Um, AJ Vaden is here, who is the co-founder and CEO of Brand Builders Group in Nashville. If you've listened to this show before, you probably recognize the name Vaden because her husband, Rory Vaden, was also on this show a, a couple months back. If you haven't listened to that episode, all about how to grow your influence and income through personal branding, you definitely want to go check it out. And we'll link to that in the show notes or in the YouTube description if you're watching us there. Now, AJ is a powerhouse. She has co-founded and run um, four plus businesses that have been seven to eight figure businesses that have focused on personal development and personal branding over the last few years. She's also the co-host of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast with Rory. And these two dynamic souls are not just amazing at what they do. They care about the heart and the mission behind what they do and people like me, their clients, who want to make an impact on the world, that want to make a difference. And Brand Builders Group is dedicated to serving mission-driven influencers, leaders, authority figures, you name it. 
So if you have um, something that's important for you to share in the world that you just feel like there's, I know I have a purpose, I know I have a message that I want to get, get out and I want people to know and I have a story I want to tell, this is the episode for you to learn all about why not only that's important and that we need your voice, but how you can start to monetize it, how you can grow your audience and really make a lasting impact. So I'm excited to jump into this episode with AJ because we're specifically going to get down to the nitty gritty around the statistical response from the US population and what they're saying about why personal branding is so important and how that's impacting their buying decisions. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode with AJ Vaden. I want to take a quick second to invite you for an opportunity to join me for an exclusive 75-minute virtual breathwork class. Now, if you've never heard of breathwork before, this is one of the most powerful modalities that you can use to relieve stress, become more creative, sleep better, and heal yourself from the inside out. Breathwork has absolutely changed my life. And if you want to hear that story, you can find an entire podcast episode called You Are the Drug, where I actually talked to my teacher, Samantha Skelly, who tramped... Uh, helped me go through a seven-month trauma-informed breathwork facilitator program. And I am not the same after experiencing not just that program, but learning how to use my breath as a way to calm my nervous system, as a way to regulate when I'm going through stressful or uh, overwhelming situations, and how to really just get out of my head and into my body. The best way I can describe it is the difference between knowing that you're okay, knowing that you're loved, and actually feeling your own love for the first time. And I struggled for so many years with body dysmorphia and feeling like I was crawling out of my skin, almost like wanting to trade my body in for another one because I had such a level of discomfort uh, feeling anything. Breathwork helped me to feel again and love again and connect with my intuition and my creativity and my sensuality in ways that I'd been so blocked from, I thought I would never be able to reconnect with. But Breathwork helped me do that. And I want to offer you guys an opportunity to experience that for yourself. I've had such an enormous response from the clients that I work with around how transformational this has been for them. So I've decided to host a monthly Breathwork class And you can join me virtually from anywhere in the world. It's 75 minutes in a facilitated safe space with other breathers. And all you have to do to join is go to my Stan store. You can find it on my Instagram or TikTok link in bio. We'll also put the link in the show notes for you to make it super easy. It's only $25 to join. We have upcoming sessions in July on the 13th and August on the 11th. And we're trying this out. So if there is an enormous response, we're going to continue to add more classes. But this is our um, opportunity that we want to provide for you guys to join me uh, in our upcoming class on July 13th. So go over to the link that's in the show notes for Breathwork and you can sign up there. All right. Without further ado, we'll jump back into the episode. AJ, welcome to the Coachable Podcast. I'm super excited to have you. Oh my gosh, we're going to have a great time. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a while since we've been together, at least like via Skype or Zoom or whatever. But, uh, you know, I was thinking of back to when we first met in person, which was right around a year ago. I was sitting at the hotel where Brand Builders was hosting um, the 
first brand, yeah, yeah brand DNA event. And I had literally signed up with you guys like four days before this event to <laughs> like I joined as a client and they're like, we have an event in, in Nashville on Saturday. Do you want to come or Friday? I was like, yes, I'm in. And I'm sitting there and I'm just in awe of what I'm learning and the energy and the other like-minded, like mission-driven entrepreneurs that are there. And I'm just super inspired and taking it all in. And you're in the back of the room, like doing your CEO thing, you know, just like watching over the whole whole thing. And I, and, and Rory, who has been on the show and, and has been such a influence in my life over the last year, um, he's up there talking about, you know, other clients that you guys have and, people that have been, you know, putting out book launches and speaking on stages and the amazing things that, that people are doing in the group. And I get an email um, with a book offer as I'm sitting in this event with you guys. And, um, and I think, okay, I guess I'm in the right place at the right time because they know <laughs> what to do because I have absolutely no clue how to, like, how to navigate this. And it was the first opportunity I'd ever had to, um, you know, work with a publisher and, and get a book offer and all of that. And, and so I was thinking back to that and thinking this has been a year ago. And I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't had your guidance and you, your, you know, your experience to help me on my path and I think that's one of the uh, most useful beneficial things that I've gotten out of working with you guys over the last year because you just have you've walked the walk you've walked the path and you're showing other people like me and those that are listening to the show uh, maybe who don't know about brand builders yet but like there is a roadmap to mm -hmm. making a bigger influence and a bigger impact which is what you guys are all about so just thank you for being here thank you for for the way you've touched my life and my business and allowed me to to grow and given me kind of a roadmap for what that looks like and i'm excited to talk to you more about your journey and what brand builders is up to and really just the whole culture and landscape of personal branding in general because yeah. there's a lot of I think misconceptions and gray area around like, what is a personal brand? Do I have one? Do I want one? Do I need one? So what are your, what's your take on the landscape of personal branding at the moment in 2022? Yeah, no, it's, uh, first of all, thank you. Those are such kind words. Uh, thank you so much. Um, but I was, you know, it's funny. It's, uh, I, I don't believe in coincidence. Um, I believe that life is orchestrated. It's just, do we pay attention to it or not? Mm -hmm. And I was actually literally having this conversation this morning with one of our clients who had, who had reached out and said, hey, can I give you some unsolicited feedback um, about Brand Builders Group? And I'm always, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer in feedback, um, even if it's not good, like I want it. And luckily this was very, uh, very good. And he just said, you know, my feedback is this. And he's a doctor mm -hmm. and uh, he lives in Wisconsin. And he's got a really successful practice, and they're both trying to figure out better ways to market to surgeons and their education practice and, and also to their patients. He goes, here's the problem I keep running into. Everyone I associate with has a really negative connotation uh, tied to a personal brand. And I said, really? Tell me more about that. Yeah. And he goes, he goes I think you're... You're excluding, you're eliminating, you're polarizing a huge part of the audience that you're meant to reach in life because people don't want to have a personal brand. Mm -hmm. And it opened up this really interesting conversation, um, and I think it's just really timely, of 
let's don't be confused here, people. You already have a personal brand. Um, everyone has one. So it's not a matter of do I want one or should I get one? It's, no, you have one, mm -hmm. what is it? And I think a, a big part of that is people naturally associate personal branding with something that they don't understand, right? So they think it's only a personal brand um, if you have a large social media following or you know, you're kind of quote unquote, quote, quote unquote, classified as an influencer, mm -hmm. um, which is a whole nother tangent I could get on if we wanted to. Yep. Um, but it's like they're somehow tying personal branding to some sort of celebrity status, influencer status, social media, mm -hmm. um, but they're tying it to a business model, right? They're tying it to a, a reach platform. And that has nothing to do with a personal brand. Um, a personal brand is really just the intentional effort of building your reputation. <laughs> and we all have one of those. It's a new trendy term for a very long, old, established a concept that is true uh, a thousand years ago and will be true a thousand years from now, which is your reputation. What are you known for? Yeah. And I really believe, and more so ever today than ever before, we have the most ability today, the most influence today to craft the reputation that we want. Mm -hmm. Um, people get more access to who we are than ever before if we allow it, right? Um, and we have a lot of opportunity to become known for what we want to be known for and to be known by who we want to be known by. The challenge is, is most people aren't really clear on what that is. Yeah, that was, that was my dilemma when I came to you guys initially, even though I, I thought I had a a little bit more of a handle on it than maybe somebody who hasn't ever sat down at all and asked themselves certain questions, self-discovery questions in general about, you know, like, what am I good at? What are my skills, talents, abilities? What do people compliment me for? What do people come to me advice for advice for? Like I had a little bit of that, but it was still hazy and, and vague. And you guys helped me to really dial and dial that in, um, which has allowed me to make a, a more, specific and, and larger impact with the people that I want to touch. But I think that's so true. What you just said is that we all have personal brands. You can use it, AKA your reputation. What are you known for? What do people say about you? What do they think of when they think of you? Um, whether that's online or in person in regular mm -hmm. life. And I, and in my work as well as a coach, I think these are the questions we have to ask ourselves, I was having a, a conversation last night with a friend who is, was a professional poker player for years um, and was kind of known for being that and then had another side uh, thing with crypto and NFTs and all of that. And so mm. sort of, you know, was playing in that realm a lot and now is in a part of, of his life where he's like, yeah, I wanna be known for something else, but I don't mm. know what that is. And I, my encouragement to him was like, have you sat down? Like, have you just taken intentional, conscious time just to think about, just to dream about what do you want your life to look like? Who do you want to be? How do you want to live it? How do you want to wake up every day? Like, what's the legacy you want to live? And that's a lot of what I think about in my work is when I'm gone, what will I be remembered mm -hmm. for? How will I have left the world a better place than I found it? Um, yeah. My mission is to... Uh, to make a positive impact on the people um, that I come in contact with where they're like, man, I'm better because I knew Tori or I had that interaction or because she was, you know, um, 
the person I served at dinner, even as small as that, you know? And so just asking the question, like, have we actually taken time to get clear about that? And recognizing that we have the power to build an entire reputation around it and craft the, the lives and the futures and the, the impact that we want to make based on that clarity. And so yeah. it sounds like I'm not the only one who is struggling with it. <laughs> I imagine a lot of people that come to you guys are because you guys are the experts in helping us kind of get that, get that clarity um, when things feel a little bit vague. Well, I don't know what to say it, and it's like the, the part that makes it sometimes challenging is that it changes mm -hmm. and it evolves mm -hmm. as it should as you change and evolve. So this isn't one of those things that you can just sit down and do at one point of your life yeah. in your 20s and go, check, got that. Yeah. It's like, well, no, you are a very different human today than you were when you were in college or in your early 20s right. or for me, it's like pre-kids. I'm a different human being than I was five years ago mm -hmm. before I had my kids. Um, and I think... There's a, a huge part of it, and I always ask myself uh, this because I had a, a very dramatic, um, a very drastic career change when we started a Brand Builders Group and our lives were turned somewhat upside down. And I think we're so closely tied to uh, reputation um, and personal branding because it's, it's our story and it's our truth. And you know, in 2018, we had a pretty dramatic exit from our former company and our former partnership. And that's all I'll say about that. Um, but it was just really sudden, mm -hmm. and it was quite traumatic. And when we started over and we started Brand Builders Group, um, we built this whole thing on one thing, our reputation. And I don't think many people realize that when we launched Brand Builders Group, which isn't that old as a company, we've been doing this for a really long time as individuals, but as a company, we're only four years old. Mm -hmm. um, and we started in May of 2018. But when we launched our company in June of that year, we had no website. Neither of us had any social media following. Um, we forfeited that in our departure. Uh, we lost our podcast. We lost our email list. In fact, my entire phone had about three contacts in it. My husband, my dad, and my mother-in-law. Hmm. <laughs> so when I talk about when we started over, we started over and we had one thing, which was our reputation. Right. It was what had we been doing for a really long time to position ourselves um, as who we are, and what we believe and what we're doing and what we're passionate about. And it had always been about how do we create more impact? How do we reach more people and share a message that we really feel like we were put on this earth to share? And we talked about it all the time, incessantly, uh, annoyingly so, um, but enough so that a few people, you know, really associated us in that space. And a few is more than a few, but that was a really intentional effort of, you know, this is what we want to be known for. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I want to be known for this. Um, but at the time, I was known really most um, as a sales consultant. That's not what I wanted to be known for, yep. right? And it's like, although we had books and podcasts and we were doing all this really cool stuff that was more personal in nature, my full-time everyday like job and where my money came from was sales consulting. And I remember when this whole exit happened um, and I took, I took a look in the mirror and I said, do I want to be known as someone who just helps companies grow their top line and bottom line? Mm. And does that fulfill me? As I'm looking at what does life look like in you know, chapter two, is that what I want to be known for? And the answer was absolutely friggin' not. Yeah. It is not. And you, know, you look up one day and you're like, wow, I've put my whole life into this one thing that as an individual, I don't even believe in. 
but I'm really good at it and I make a lot of money at it mm -hmm. and it's really comfortable and it's really safe and it's afforded me a lot of luxuries in life. And, uh, and uh, simultaneously I realized because I wasn't living my own truth, my own uniqueness, I wasn't leaning into my own superpowers, um, I was really living someone else's life. Yeah. And I think the beautiful thing about personal branding, in my opinion, is it, it gives you the opportunity to reestablish your identity of going, this isn't something that's going to happen by default, right? When you leave the room, what do people say about you? And is it something that you've helped craft and influence? Or is it something that happens by default, right? Right. You know, we've all heard that old saying, your reputation precedes you. Yep. Well, it does. And believe it or not, you get to influence that based on who you hang out with and what you talk about and what you share and what groups you're a part of. And yeah, what you put online, what you do interviews on, where you speak, how you show up. It's all the different things that are, you know, compartmentalized on a day-to-day -day basis, but they all make up this overarching who, who am I? And I remember talking to my husband, Rory, about this at the time as we were you know, in the, the stages of what are we going to do next? And uh, he said, he goes, well, what, what do you want to be known for? And, you know, at that time I was like 35 years old and I had no idea. What I knew is what I didn't want to be known for. Right. But we're people who live in this business, right? I'm the CEO of Brand Builders Group. It's like we help this with our clients every single day. And I was sitting there looking in the mirror going, I have no idea. I have no idea what I want to be known for. I have I don't even know like what I want to do every day right now. And so that's not one thing. It doesn't happen at one part. And I think that's really important for people to know. It's it it needs to shift mm -hmm. and it needs to evolve. And I think one of the most important things is it's not supposed to happen overnight. You're not gonna figure out who you are and what you believe in, and you're not gonna figure out your calling on your life in an hour workshop. Yeah. That's not how it works. But you can make progress in that. And you know, the biggest the biggest lesson that I learned in this entire experience of, you know, defining like what do I want to be known for is, you know, more so than anything else, is that for me at least, is what made me comfortable was the number one thing that was holding me back. And it was so it's like one of my life mantras right now is that your comfort will always hold you back from your calling. Mm. And until you really get clear on what's your calling, most of us just stay really comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're telling my story. Like, I, <laughs> this is exactly, you know, the same experience that I had of looking at my life and being like, is this, is this it? Is this what I want to mm -hmm. be known for? Like, and also simultaneously knowing that it wasn't fulfilling and that it was, I was kind of living and, and chasing someone else's dream. I think so many people listening to this can probably relate to that if they haven't gone through the, that personally. They might be going through that right now um, if they're not on the other side of it or they might in, in the future. And I think you're so spot on with their iterations of, of this. Like it, this is something and one of the reasons I love being part of Brim Builders Group is something I always am revisiting. I'm always seeing it's like, hmm, is this still aligned? Is this still true for me? Is this still, you know, what I'm feeling called to do um, as things grow and expand and evolve? And I think that's so important. So there's like, there's this factor of, yes, let's dial it in and define it, but let's also allow for flexibility and adaptation and change um, 
to come in as needed too. Like they were not so attached to this is who I am and I have to be this for the rest of my life. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't know yeah, what I'm gonna want, you know, for dinner, much less what I'm gonna want in a year from now or like 10 years from now. So I love that. Um, and I think we sometimes like miss uh, understand or maybe we don't even have the awareness to know how reputation impacts or influences mm -hmm. how we see the world, how we make decisions, how we, uh, like who we decide to be friends with or to work with or to like hire. Uh, you guys yeah. did something really interesting, which I have really enjoyed diving into, which is you did a study on this. You, you polled Americans to see what they really think um, and what's important to them in terms of personal branding and what that really means to them. I'd love for you to share some of that study and how you guys developed it and what were some of the, the takeaways from um, kind of interviewing and, and talking to, to other people about this space and how it impacts oh, yeah. their lives. Prepare yourself. I'm about to completely nerd out. Let's go. <laughs> um, this is like, I'm so obsessed with information like this. Um, I love data um, and I love interpreting data. And I think a lot of it is because it's so easy to make assumptions uh, in life today. Yeah. And I just love having some statistical proof behind some of this. And, you know, as I mentioned, Brain Builders Group is four years old. And about a year and a half ago, we said, man, if we're going to dedicate the rest of our lives to this, which is what we plan to do, we need to make sure that we're going down the right path uh, because it's like we're not going to make the same mistakes of our past mm -hmm. and we're going to be super clear on what is the state of this and what are the impacts and what does this mean? And so uh, we did. So we went out and we did the very first ever national research study on the impacts of personal branding and what that means for Americans today. Like how does that influence our purchase behavior? Um, how does that impacting company and traditional advertisers? It's been really fascinating, um, but I think it's also important for people to know, like this isn't like a research study that we did in our like backyard or with our LinkedIn followers. Uh, we hired a team of PhDs. Um, the company we hired was the Center for Generational Kinetics, because one of the things we wanted to be able to do was splice this data by the generations with kind of like the rising conversation on Gen Z mm -hmm. of, well, what does that look like? And how do baby boomers perceive this to a millennial, to a Gen Xer, to a Gen Zer? So it's been really, really fascinating. And at this point, you're gonna have to like, just cut me off to get a word in, because I'm going to really just dive in. This yeah. is amazing. Okay, I'll tell you the three, the three most important things that stick out to me in this study, and then um, you can tell me what you wanna talk about. Sure. So here's the first one is we have our own definition of personal branding, but we also wanted to know how does the, the vast majority of Americans, you know, view and define personal branding. And this was so revolutionary um, to us because we had asked very normal things that most people associate with that, like large social media following in the media, published author, podcaster, well-known profile, you know, all the things. It was amazing. And what the majority of all Americans came back and said is that to them, a personal brand is just someone who is simply recognizable to them. That's it. And it was so surprising and validating at the exact same time because the one thing that it did for us is remind us at the end of the day, a personal brand and a reputation are the same thing. Mm -hmm. They are the exact same thing. 
And you know, it's like, I think about this, it's like, doesn't matter if you're in small town America, um, the local pastor has a personal brand. Right. The local grocery store owner, they have a personal brand. Or you could be, you know, J-Lo or Mr. Worldwide Pitbull himself. They too have personal brands. Yeah. And they are built and defined very differently. But they are the same. Mm -hmm. It is, you know, you are simply recognizable to the people in your peripheral. And I thought that was really important for everyone to remember. It's you are recognized by someone every day in your life. Like that happens everywhere you go. Right? Someone is lumping you into some category everywhere you go, like it or not, it is happening. Mm -hmm. The thing is that we really do get a chance to influence it more today than ever and personal branding. So to us, it's just the formalization, the intentional effort of designing your reputation. It's, it's just that intentional creation of, well, this is what I want people to see when they see me. This is what I want people to think of when they think of me. Right. Yeah. And that takes work. That takes a lot of work. The second most fascinating thing of this study is that 74% of Americans said they are more likely to trust you if you have an established personal brand, i.e. you are recognizable to them. Again, both surprising, mm -hmm. but then also not so much. So one of the other data points um, that came up during our study, there was another study going on about social media uh, and it, this, this study was done by Social Chorus. And I loved this data point, and I share it every single time, I'll give them credit. Uh, but I love this, they said that, this is fascinating to me, 95% of millennials, which I am one, so I'll throw myself in there. Um, you are one, yep. so I'll throw you in there. But 95% of millennials say that their most trusted source of product information is their friends. Y'all, that is terrifying. That is terrifying to think that my most trusted source yep. of product information is my friends who may or may know nothing, who may or may not be any expert, who may just be passing along incorrect information sure. from the next guy. And then it dawned on me, not only is this terrifying, it's fascinating and it's 100% true. Mm -hmm. And I started comparing this study to our study, the trends in personal branding, and then it hit me. It's like, well, of course our friends are our most trusted resource. They are the people who are recognizable to us that we see, know, like, and trust. Yep. Of course they are. These are the people who have established reputations with us. Yep. They have established personal brands with us. And then I asked myself, if I was going to go and find a new hairstylist, would I Google it? Heck no. I'm going to find my girlfriend who's got the best hair yeah. and be like, girl, where you get your hair done? That is, I need to know your stylist. That has, was just, you took the thought out of my mind because I've been traveling for the last couple of months, I was telling you. And as soon as I got to Vegas, I was asking my girlfriends, where's the best, who's your nail person? Who's your hair person? Instead of, because I don't want to go through the Google search. I don't want to do the research. And they've already had an experience that they can speak to and validate, and that's enough for me, you know, around yeah. certain buying decisions, 1,000%. Yeah, that's and that, and But that's with everything, right? Mm -hmm. If I needed a new business coach, I'm not going to Yelp reviews or no. social media. I'm going to go to my friends who mm -hmm. have had a business coach and go, who do you recommend? Tell me what you know about them. If I'm looking for a new CPA, 
right? I'm not typing in Nashville best CPA. I'm not doing that. I'm going my EO group, my friends, my other business owner, entrepreneurs, like tell me who you use. And those are the people who have personal brands and reputations. And this was still is the most important thing to me of realizing although digital marketing is a huge presence in our life and in our decision making and in our purchase behavior, it is, it's undeniable, right? Although social media is massive and it's not going anywhere, still today, even with all of that, most of our business truly still happens in an offline setting. Mm -hmm. It really does. So if I really, really wanted to, you know, get the you know, recommendation of a business coach, I'm gonna get it from my friend, then I'm gonna to go to your website. Then I'm going to learn from you. But I'm not typically finding you organically. Mm -hmm. I'm really not, right? And so I thought it was a really interesting twist. It's not that we don't need social media. It's, it, it definitely serves its purpose. You need a website, it serves its purpose. But truly today, it's like it's still being directed most often by offline relationships. Right. And it's a really important reminder of the more digital things get, the more we actually depend on the offline people in our life to help direct us. Mm -hmm. And when somebody thinks of your business, your service, they better think of you. Right. Otherwise, they're just going to be sending them somewhere else. Yeah. And so that leads me to the third favorite data point of this study, which we wanted to know out of all the factors that Americans consider when hiring someone, what are the most important ones? And so we provided a list, you could select more than one, uh, but we wanted to know what are the most, ones in, uh, most important ones in order, right? So we asked things like, is it important that they have a really nice website? Mm -hmm. Is it important that they have um, a lot of content, a blog? Um, should they have a large social media following, any social media following? Should they be published? Should it be self-published traditionally? Wall Street Journal, New York Times bestseller? Should they have a podcast? Does it need to be a successful one? Should they have viral TED Talk videos? Do they need to be in the media? Should they be a speaker? I mean, the list goes on and on. Like, what are the most important criteria to right. you when deciding whom to buy from? Blew my friggin' mind. The number one thing that came back, 67%, more than two-thirds of Americans said that the number one thing that was most important to them when deciding whom to purchase from was whether or not they had testimonials. What? And it was like, what? And it's like, this is the cheapest, fastest, easiest thing that you can do. In fact, anyone who is listening to this can literally end their day-to-day -day with testimonials. Take that for a second and think about how long would it take you to give a TED talk, much less make it go viral, launch a website, start a blog, write a book, much less have anyone buy it and read it. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, even get featured on media, even get a podcast interview like this to get scheduled, do it, launch it. And how much time would it take for you to call up the clients who love and trust you the most and ask for them to write two sentences about you or make a one minute video? Mm -hmm. And it's the most important marketing tool you have and what Americans are saying what people are saying regardless of where you live is I want third-party validation that you are who you say you are and you do what you say you're gonna do by people that look and feel like me mm -hmm. i.e. your customer mm -hmm. back to I want the trust factor yeah. I want someone else who seems to be in my shoes who have who has my same problem 
that has worked with you that hopefully they have you have solved it somehow for them right give me that and it was more important than having a nice website it was more important than social media it was more important than a book a blog content podcasting anything else it was do you have clients yeah. and did you help them yeah. and then are they willing to tell me about it well it's fascinating because it's it's like if i don't already have a friend who's referred me to you right that can speak to their experience and validate that that this is a good decision then i'll let third-party testimonials stand in the gap for that and serve as that and so it goes back to the same thing <laughs> that you know that i think point Absolutely. one is is saying it's like we're looking for i think that psychologically makes us feel safe in saying yes because we know other people have also said yes and had a good outcome and so yeah, as as human beings yeah we're <laughs> always trying to create safety and mitigate risk and it's the mm -hmm. way that we're trying to mitigate risk is through having someone else validate have somebody else refer us or looking for testimonials and then everything else is is icing on the cake it's additional it's bonus it's like yes yes these check all the boxes but if you have all of the beautiful <clears throat> things and bought bought followers and you know canned stuff on your website that's it looks good but can mm -hmm. you back it up yeah and it, it could look good but does it actually help you build your business yeah most often not and you know and you, it's something you said made me think about this um but it's the same reason why influencer marketing is the enormous beast that it is right. today is because companies started realizing this a long time ago that the trust is held with the individual not the company mm -hmm. right like i mean influencer marketing and brand deals are not new y'all right i remember as a small kid uh, watching britney spears and michael jackson in the pepsi commercials right it's like they knew way back then use celebrity endorsers like this is not new uh, the, the what has changed is the micro influencer right mm -hmm. and what has changed is you don't have to be michael jackson or britney spears or whoever to have that same impact because of social media because of technology and it's like the reason why companies spend so much money with influencers is because they know that their audience trusts them yeah and if they're willing to use the product and like it and tell their audience about it, their audience is much more likely to listen to them than the company itself. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And I've seen that play out in my business and with my friends and my buying decisions. You know, I buy a lot of stuff because someone else is, is promoting it or somebody I know, uh, you know, whether it's a piece, like something for my makeup drawer or mm -hmm. my bathroom or whatever. I'm curious though, what do you, that trust is so important, right? Whether it's online or offline, but does that trust get diminished when we are, maybe even somebody like me, constantly or overly promoting products mm -hmm. or services as opposed to sharing content about who we are, or what we're doing, what we're up to outside of just like, hey, go buy this thing, or this is the thing I'm promoting this week. Does that trust yeah. get yeah, does that I, take a hit? I think there's, uh, here's where I think it gets diminished, when you're no longer doing it in a truthful, honest, and authentic way. I think that's where it gets diminished. When it comes, when it becomes about the business of marketing mm -hmm. versus the passion of, this is a product 
that I discovered and I'm obsessed. Yeah. Right. If you find a new product like that every day, I think that your genuine nature would come through. But when it comes about, hey, I've got to make this many posts and I've got to talk about this many things and because it's all about my deal, then that's where it can easily override the the trust factor that you have with your audience. And so I think it's important for us all to remember it's like at the end of the day, these people started following you because of you. And it's like don't lose that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not what you do, who you are, right? They want to be on this journey with you. You inspire them, you motivate them, you inform them, you educate them, you relate to them, you entertain them. Don't lose that in the mix of, and hey, by the way, uh, and, and I would say, honest, be honest. It's like, hey, I love this product so much, I'm an endorser of it, right? right. And it's like, I'll show you 50 ways to heaven of how I use it because I believe in it. And if you do buy it, I'm going to get paid for it. Like, it's like, I maybe wouldn't be that overt, but be that transparent of going, let's don't, listen. there's no secrets here. Everyone knows. Yeah. So it's like, be honest about it. It's like, man, I'm an endorser of this product because I'm a believer of this product. Right. And I think the more selective that we are with those products and can go deep and wide with a few versus surface level with many, it creates a more authentic relationship with our audience too. Um, unless, you know, maybe you have that personality where, you find a new product every day, but there's some where it's like, I love some things so much, I can't help but talk about it, and I would do it even if I didn't get paid for it. Right. It needs to be that level of authenticity and passion, but at some point, if it's every day, it's gonna wear your people out. I mean, it's the same thing with company marketing, Exactly. Right? It's like, if all you do is say, bye, 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 it's gonna wear me down. Yeah. And you know, here's one of the shifts that I will say that's been really fascinating in the market that we picked up during this study is five, even five years ago, truly five years ago, the market expectation was, I give you money, you give me information. That is not the expectation today. The expectation today is, no, you give me information, I'll decide if it's valuable enough to give you my money. Right. And that is a very big shift in the marketplace and the overall demeanor mm-hmm. of the consumer. Um, they don't. They don't have to pay for it anymore. Right. It's like there's information galore between YouTube and Google and social and blogs. It's like podcasts, mm-hmm. heavens to Betsy. You could get anything you want. It's can you use it, right. right? So it's like we say all the time, people don't pay for information anymore. They pay for application. Yeah. They pay for teach me how to do it in the right order so I, don't, I can expedite it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as I want to shorten my learning gap. And I think that's a, that's a very big difference. So five years ago, it's like, you pay me money, and then I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, no, no. If you're not willing for me to sample it for free, get value from free, I'm not going to give you my money. Yeah. That is a major, major shift in the marketplace of why trust and content creation is even more important today than ever before, not just for individuals, but for companies. Right. Right? It's like, even as a company, it's like I think about some of the you know the the vendors that we have uh, on a very basic level like our we use an outsourced accounting firm i absolutely have an expectation that in addition to what i pay for that they have a blog that functions that they have a newsletter that functions and that i don't have to go for them for every single tax law or quickbooks change that happens they need to be feeding that to me that's an expectation i have even though i don't pay for it mm-hmm. because i know that if they're not going to give it to me someone else will and i will take my services elsewhere right that's so so true i mean i think 
there's a lot in what we just we just said but like for me i think looking at the landscape of my audience in general and and just social media presence as a consumer personally and a user of platforms but also as a content creator the towing that line of not becoming the you know the marketing team of a company where it's like oh i'm just pushing product and i feel like i'm just a salesperson mm -hmm. like i've just become a salesperson and my my followers feel that and they just feel sold to all the time as uh, opposed to speaking from an authentic genuine place and letting that be you know a byproduct of this is who i am and so this is one of the things that it, that i talk about because there is there is that specific niche influencer too that is their reputation is i'm a product review person i just review product and that's their brand right, right? that's their entire brand. brand yeah and that's very different than someone like me uh who uh, reviews products that i use not for my entire brand it's like in mm -hmm. addition to everything else i talk about this is relevant because i use it for my podcast or yeah. for my you know health and wellness mm -hmm. or whatever um but also just follower fatigue I'm in terms of why did people originally start following you and then over time because I've seen this a lot with other influence other content creators um, it, it's are am I still getting what I initially came here for why I initially started following you am I still getting that or now has everything transitioned mm -hmm. to something else because we see like a, a fall off of, of just follower fatigue and it's like this doesn't feel good anymore and I'm curious yeah. like what do you think is the future of influencer marketing of personal branding in as we move into even more technically like technologically advanced times like yeah. how do you think this is going to continue to play out and evolve okay well I'll tell you my philosophical <laughs> response to that um, and I'll use a couple of examples and you know one of the things that I love about all of this and one of the things that's also challenging is right I really do believe at the end of the day and I can be right or wrong but this is my truth is that people fall in love with you not what you do mm. and they care much more about who you are than what you do and at some point we stop doing that we stop letting people get to know us uh, we stop helping them get to know us. And at the end of the day, it's like, I think about the people that I have followed for years and it's because I feel like I'm a part of their life. Yeah. I have seen them become um, single to married, married to parent, uh, parent to graduate. Um, it's, I've seen them through businesses, through job changes, through, and it's like, and these are people that I follow. These are not my friends. Right. Right. Like, so yeah. I think that's really important to remember. It's like, but there are people where it's like, I, I'm a, I feel like I'm a part of their life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, there is a, a relationship factor. I think a little bit, of, I know this sounds silly, but it's like, I think about some of my very favorite shows on TV, right? And my very favorite show that's ever been created is Modern Family. Love it. Yeah, okay? so good. Modern Family went off the air what, almost two years ago. I'm not exaggerating, Tori. I watch an episode every day. <laughs> Before I go to bed every night, it's how I calm my mind. Mm -hmm. I watch a 20-minute episode every single day. You can verify this with my husband. He's like, haven't seen that 67 times. And, but it's like, I'm like, but I love them so much. 
even though it's not on the air anymore, mm -hmm. this helps me stay connected. It took me a year to watch the final episode because I didn't want to mentally admit that it was over. Um, but it's like, you get so ingrained in the, the people, right? Mm -hmm. Right, the show, the life. We have to do the same thing online. And it's, that means you've got to be more, more vulnerable. You have to allow people to get to know you. Um, and what I have found, again, right, wrong or indifferent, this is just my perspective, is that um, like if you go to my Instagram, I don't talk all that much about personal branding. I don't. I talk a lot about uh, being a working mom. I talk a lot about my kids and the ups, downs, and beautiful parts of motherhood. I talk a lot about just stuff I'm doing. Like my theme for the year is fun. I haven't had fun <laughs> in a minute. Um, and my year this is fun, so it's like this is how I'm having fun. Yeah. And I'm just letting you be a part of my life. And I just believe this to be true. And it's like, even in my microcosm example, it's like, I will post something um, that I will plan and I will outline and I will write it. And it's like, okay, here's what I'm gonna teach today about building your reputation. And then I will post a picture of me and my five-year-old riding the mechanical bull at the rodeo. Which one gets the most engagement? Rodeo. We already know yeah. the mechanical bull is going to win yeah. every time. And I think a part of that is because it's like there's a level of just seeing what life looks like mm -hmm. and being attached to other people. And um, the other thing that I, I just fundamentally believe is that you don't have to be on every platform. You don't have to be everywhere. You need to be exactly where your audience is and you need to be in tune with that. I think one of the challenges today is that we try to serve a whole bunch of different masters and we think we right. have to be on every single platform um, to be successful and that's not true. Yeah. Uh, I really believe that's not true. You need to be on the platforms where your audience is. You need to be on the platforms that you can commit to be consistent and engaged and maybe that means it's one platform. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's two. Maybe it's three. But I doubt it's all of them. Um, I doubt it's all of them in a, a deep, authentic, relationship-oriented way. And so one of the things that I've just realized um, about myself, it's like I get to choose mm -hmm. the platforms that I want to be on, yeah. regardless of what this, you know, what statistics say or what digital marketers say or what Facebook meta says. It's like I actually get to choose. And my job is to know my audience. Mm -hmm. My job is to know who I am and who my audience is and to really determine what they want from me, what they need from me, and to make the decision to serve those people where they are. Yeah. And I know for me, it's like, I have two platforms. I am on Instagram for all things real life. And then if it's like you wanna learn from me, go to LinkedIn. Yeah. And I have, I've given up the pressure of trying to be everywhere and be all things to everyone because I was not doing it well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's so true. I mean, I have been there and felt that pressure, felt that, um, just which was unnecessary you know it was just like mm -hmm. self-inflicted in in so many ways it's just like how can I be present and engaged in here with the people that are here where I am yeah. and just be here now wherever I am if that's on Instagram like be here and be fully here with mm -hmm. these people as opposed to like just trying to infiltrate everything and doing you know less of a good job at it it's just watered yeah. down and and if people can feel it and i've seen that um over the the course of the last couple of years in my own business too and it's like how can i just double down with more intentionality and more presence mm -hmm. where i am and yeah. that's you know 
I'm going to make such a bigger impact there than just trying to be all things to all people. I love it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like you're winning. You're killing it on TikTok right now. And it's like, like you are doing such a phenomenal job in there. I do not have an account there. Yeah. yeah. And both of us are winning. Yep. And I think that's a great message to everyone. Exactly. It's like, I don't have an account. That's okay. Um, you know, and the other thing is, I think too, like kind of back to this, like how do we keep people around? And it's like one of the things I do believe, it's like you got to keep things fresh. Mm-hmm. And it's like you do evolve, so so should your content, right? Right. You know, the design, look, feel, all those things should evolve, yeah. right? It's like we got to keep it fresh. We have to keep it interesting. We, you know, I don't watch the same episode of Modern Family every night, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And I have how many 200 episodes to choose from right right? i don't watch the same one there's uh, some variety but there's also some familiarity Mm -hmm. and i think that's what we're looking for is both you know are you still the person that i fell in love with that i'm like i will give you my time and attention Mm -hmm. you're giving me something i need and then are am i keeping it fresh for you um the other thing i would say i would just the last thing um and i think this is really important too um don't be vanilla don't be neutral, um, and that's hard um, because I know that we're, we live in a world right now where you, everyone's trying to be PC. Yeah, um, that's not what people need. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like I don't need one more person um, trying to be all things to everybody. Um, I need someone who's going to be willing to speak some truth, and it's gonna it has to be okay if I don't agree with mm-hmm. it. Because guess what? I don't have to follow you. Mm-hmm. I don't have to hate on you. I don't have to not like you. All I have to do is not follow you. Right. Yeah. Y'all, like, I, I can totally be okay with us being completely different and still living in this world. Yeah. We're going to be all right. Um, and we got to be okay with people feeling that way about us too. Yeah. I am fully aware that not everyone agrees with what I agree with and what I believe. And I got to be okay with that too. But if that's the thing that's going to hold me back from my own life and my own truth, that's my problem. Right. And I got to let that go. It's like back to, it's like your comfort is what will hold you back from your calling. Right. Right. And you know, it's like, there's been, I get asked one question more so than any other question when it comes to social media. Um, And it's really fascinating. And I kind of, I wasn't even aware that I was doing it because I'm just being me. Um, But I have been asked this question more so this year than ever before in my life. And they've said, well, you should post a lot about like your faith and God and Jesus on social media. Don't you think that can be offensive? Mm-hmm. And I, my response is, well, if I'm gonna be disliked for something and I'm gonna offend somebody, I prefer it to be for that. Mm-hmm. And you gotta take a stand of going, yeah, that's cool, yeah, um, maybe it does. They should not follow me, that's okay. Sure. And it's, I didn't notice that I had increased my natural posting of that. Um, that's just where I am in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's been really fascinating to go. I'm surely lost lots of people, but I have gained way more. Yeah, I have more conversations that are true and authentic about this topic than ever before. I have more people going, well, can you tell me like, what's your stance? And like, how, do, how did you overcome getting uncomfortable about it? Or so you talk about it at work. Can you tell me about that? I've invited conversations that are at the truth of who I want to be and what I want to be known for that were never happening before in my life just because I stopped being scared of what someone else is going to think. Yeah. That is so important. Um, and you got to be okay to lose people because when you do, you make space to gain the right ones. It's so, it's so true. And I, you're spot on in terms of just people are afraid to be 
polarizing. They're afraid to be canceled. They're afraid <laughs> to, you know, have a stance or speak out on any topic because what if that means it? At the end of the day, what we're talking about yeah. is reputation and and that people come because, to your point, they like who you are, not just what you do. And if you withhold um, certain things about who you are, you prevent people from knowing Absolutely. who you are. You know? I mean, like they don't actually ever get to know you. Yeah. They love the version of you that you're willing to put out there, right. which is not authentic, which is only a, a half truth. You know what I mean? And I think at the end of the day, whether we're talking about business or personal life or whatever, we all want to be loved and accepted for who we are. But that also requires us to be courageous enough to show who we are. And, um, and that, to me, is, you know, why we follow the people that we follow is because, oh, we have similar values or we have yep. similar things that like we're going after similar interests, but like, Oh, I know where AJ stands on this yep. and I'm not confused. I'm mm -hmm. not in the dark. You know, uh, Brene Brown says uh, clear is cl kind yeah. being clear about where you stand, being clear about your intentions or what I you want that. or what you're asking for is kindness, being vague, being like, it, you know, we don't feel safe with those yeah. people. It's confusing. But it's confusing. Mm -hmm. And so the more that we get to know ourselves, I think at the end of the day and bottom line is this, in order to show who we are, we have to know who we are. Mm -hmm. And we can be in that process of unfolding and learning, and but share that journey with people. Yeah. Share the journey because you're telling the story of who you are as you discover it. And that's beautiful and that's relatable and people are figuring that out you know, all the time. Um, because the people that you lose, if they, if you lose them for that reason, right, they're not your, your people or they were there for what you do, possibly not who you are. And that's okay. You're going to find more of, of those people too. So I absolutely love this. This is fascinating information just around like the human psyche and how mm -hmm. we make decisions and choices to do the things that we do, especially online, because yeah that's where we spend so much of our time these days. And I know we all are, are yearning and longing for more authentic connection everywhere, especially in you know the online space and um, how we can make the, the impact that we wanna make in the world. How, I think we've got a link to the study if people want to grab it and dive into it themselves. We've got it at brandbuildersgroup.com slash study dash Tori. We're gonna put that in the show notes. Um, but AJ, if you would like, Tell people how they can find you, how they can find out more about Brand Builders Group if they are listening and they're like, hey, uh, I might need to, to like get involved. I need to see what if they can help me. I've got you know, an, a mission, a message that I want to get out in the world and I want to broaden that. Where, where would you send people? Yeah, well, I would say I know that we have a link for just your audience. Yes. Um, and I know that you'll for the free brand in. call. Yeah, the free brand call link. Just put that in the show notes. It's mm -hmm. freebrandcall.com forward slash Tori. Tori Gordon. Tori Gordon. Yep. And um, here's what I would say. It's like uh, building your personal brand is a journey of self-discovery. It is a journey of discovering who you are and discovering what you want to be known for in this world. It's a part of establishing your legacy of what do people say about you when you're not in the room? What are going to people say about you when you're gone? And while you're here, it's how can we help you increase your impact? Um, and as, as a byproduct of that, if that increases your income, 
icing on the cake, right? Yeah. But it's like we believe it's you focus on serving other people, the money will always come. Um, but we're a company that's helping you figure out what your message is. And so what we've set up for you guys, listeners of this podcast uh, with Tori, is that if you want to check it out, uh, we're not afraid to give it away for free. <laughs> it's like we want to give it away for free. Mm-hmm. So um, you can you can schedule a free personal brand strategy call with someone on our team. And it is a strategy call. The calls go from anywhere from 40 to 60 minutes. Um, and the first half of that call is literally going to be like, tell me where you're at. Tell me what your dreams are. Tell me where are you at in this progress? Where are you stuck? What are you struggling with? What are you trying to accomplish? Um, and then we're going to like walk through that journey with you. This is a true sample of what we do and who we are at Brand Builders Group because what we know is that we're not a fit for everyone, and we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're willing to do this call with anyone who requests because we also know exactly who we're a fit for. We know who we were meant to serve and who we're built to serve. Um, and the part of that is helping us find those great matches. If we're not a match, we will we will send you off with free resources for days. Uh, we got no lack of free resources. Yeah. Uh, but this is a chance for you to take that first step of going, man, like this is a different way of looking at personal branding. It's really about my reputation and do I have the one I want? Um, and can I build one that can help me grow my impact and, and income? Um, so go to free brand call forward slash Tori Gordon, request a call, um, and we'll schedule one with our team. Yeah, that's the golden ticket. That is, that's the question to ask, and, and they've helped me. You guys have helped me so much in the last year, and I just re-upped because I'm like, I'm going to be hanging out with you guys as long as you'll let me. I mean, <laughs> I have no, uh, no plan on slowing down. I've got, you know, a lot of things that I'm excited to, to work towards and achieve this year that, you know, this audience will get to be part of that journey. And, um, yeah, just thank you. Thank you for, for your voice and your mission and how you show up and being uh, an example for us and uh, for spending some time with me today. And uh, we're going to let you go off to, to be a mom, be a CEO, do all of the things. <laughs> Um, you guys go check out AJ if you love this episode, if you got a ton of value, which I know that you did. Take a screenshot, tag us on uh, social media. You can find AJ at, at AJ underscore Vaden. There we go. AJ underscore Vaden. I'm Coach Tori Gordon, as you know. And if you go to Apple or Spotify and leave a five star rating, if you believe it's worth it, and a authentic review, we care about your feedback. Um, you take a screenshot of that and send it to support at ToriGordon.com. Our team will send you a link to get um, access to my Find Your Purpose workshop for free. Um, and we want to give that as a gift to you guys as a supporter of this show and making it um, available to, to so many more listeners. I appreciate you. Love you. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next time on the coachable podcast. You guys, if you love this show, do me a favor, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel called, leave a review. I would love to hear how the show is impacting you. But not only that, be a hero to somebody and share it with somebody in your life that needs to hear it. If you're getting value from it, I can guarantee it that someone else that you know would get value as well. And honestly, I wouldn't be here if somebody didn't share with me a podcast episode a couple years ago that absolutely changed my life and set me on the course that I am today, and I'm eternally grateful for that person, and you can be that person to someone else. So share it, share the love, because 
you matter, they matter, and what you have to say matters. So I would love to hear if there's something in this episode that really stands out to you and is a ha- aha moment, send me an email to media at torygordon.com. Let me know what it was that stuck out to you. What was your aha moment? Maybe where and around what time in the podcast that really spoke to you because my team and I love to hear that. We love to see and hear exactly what is speaking to your heart and it it helps us to serve you better. So please like, subscribe, share. You are helping this podcast continue to grow and get out to larger audiences that can help shape the world and bring more and light, love, and healing to it. So thank you for your contribution and let's get on to the podcast. <laughs> 